For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode, another edition, if you will, of Lead Singer Syndrome, a podcast where me, that's Shane Told, that's me, I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band, and my favorite thing about this show, doesn't matter what kind of band you're in, does not matter. Last week, we had Brad from Leftover Crack and F Minus, very punk rock. The week before that, we had Mark Tremonti from Creed and Alter Bridge. And today, we got Travi McCoy, one of my favorite people in the world, mostly known as a rapper, although he's got a great singing voice too. I love this guy. One of my favorite people. We met back on tour together, opening for Fall Out Boy in 2005. So we're going back 15 years, but man, like we didn't miss a step. This guy's one of the best, always been one of my favorite people I've ever stepped on tour with, and I've wanted to get him on the show for a very, very long time. And he's been through it, man. He's He's been through his ups and downs um, professionally and personally, but he's back. He's back with some new music, and we talk all about that. You know him from the hits. You know him from Billionaire with Bruno Mars, Cupid's Chokehold, of course, Stereo Hearts with Adam Levine, big stuff he has done. So it's great to see him back, and thank you so much for tuning in. Before we get into that, a reminder, you can always get in touch with me. You can send me a good old-fashioned email at Syndrome at gmail.com. Yeah, that's right. No TikTok for me, just email. <laughs> but send me one. I read them all. I try to get back to everybody as well. And I'm about to go on tour. I think I might have more time. Maybe it seems a little counterintuitive, but I'll have some time while traveling, you know, get on the phone, write some emails. So send me one. Lead Singer Syndrome at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, And a reminder, the show will always be free for your listing pleasure, but I do rely on the members of the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. Shout out to my sinners worldwide, and for as little as $6 a month, you too 
can be a lead singer syndrome sinner. Head over to leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for as little as $6 a month. That gets you in. That gets you all the perks, the bonus episodes, and of course, access to an amazing community of other fans of the show and myself. Leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. Check it out. And while I have your attention, maybe, maybe I do, maybe I don't, doesn't matter. Whatever you are listening to this on, if it's Spotify, if it's Apple, some other weird podcast app I haven't even heard of, do me a favor and right now just hit follow, hit subscribe. It's completely free, but it does make a big difference. And if you like the show, tell a friend, tell a loved one. That's all I ask. I am so stoked on some of the guests we've had lately and even more stoked for the guests coming up. So I don't want you to miss a thing. And yes, I am going back on tour with my band Silverstein. We are celebrating 21 years of being a band with three sets, our second album in full, a greatest hits set and an acoustic set. We're going to be playing pretty close to two hours. So if you want to come out and see some live music, go to silversteinmusic.com. It's going to be a good time. Tickets are going fast. We are going all over the U.S. and also playing Toronto starting on November 4th. So check that out as well. So if you've listened to this before, you know I always play a little clip right here in the show. And I debated, what am I going to play? Because there are so many great jams with Travi on them. But I decided to lead us in with a song called Taxi Driver. Check out these lyrics and my conversation with Travi McCoy. I took cutie for a ride in my death cab. She tipped me with a kiss. I dropped her off at the meth lab. Before she left, she made a dashboard confessional. The spill the guts in cursive. But what's worse is I can still see her bright eyes like sunny day real estate. Oh my, in the funny way the ceiling tastes so high, but no chance. My little chemical romance left a bad taste in my mouth. But I opposed her like, hey, Mercedes, why the long face? Why you crying? No need. Just put on this cold heat and fall out. Boy meets girl, Jimmy eat world, but Schlepp eats pills till he's all out. Not once, not twice, she was thrice times a lady, acting all brand new. But I had to bounce over to the postal service insta. Pick up these pills that take care of my nervousness. And on the way, I saw planes in my... Travi McCoy, what's going on, dude? Blessings, blessings, I'm great, man. It's good to see your face. Your smiling face. Yeah, man, thank you, man. I... You you got the best smile in the world. What are you talking about? It's just like, come on. Don't make me blush on here, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm here with Travi McCoy. Um, you may know him from Gym Class Heroes. You may know him from all the solo stuff, all the collaborations, so much out there. And the exciting news is you're back. You're back, baby. I'm back. I'm back, I'm back man. Absolutely. It's 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 been a long it's been a long time. <laughs> I shouldn't have left you. Yeah, man. It's uh exciting. I I mean, um, you know, you and I both have been doing this since we were wee lads, you know what I'm saying? And uh Yeah. Um I I definitely, you know, touring and everything that comes along with it definitely took a little toll on me and um living in new york city wasn't the best place for me to be you know what i mean like right going through that madness and uh yeah but it took some time for me man and um it took a couple years but i found uh, uh a secret bunker somewhere in upstate new york far <laughs> far away from uh babylon and i'm loving life man absolutely yeah love- yeah well of course you know i know that you're from uh upstate new york um a, a place near and dear to my heart, you know, being that I'm from Canada, just across the border. I'd go I down to you. shows in Buffalo. I wore my Buried Alive shirt today mm-hmm. for you. I see you. Uh, I one see of the you. Upstate, greatest, oh, upstate heart. One of my, probably my favorite hardcore band of all time from upstate New York. So it's kind of, you know, it's come full circle, right? You're, you're back up there again. I know you were living uh, in New York. I know you're living in uh, Miami for a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which uh, I heard was a shit show. Um, Bro. You know, <laughs> Miami's it's a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, here's the thing, man. And, and like, I was trying to think of what what's my narrative here. Like, when I talk to you, a guy like you, because 
you do you can do all the interviews with mainstream shit or radio stations. Like I feel like I understand you on a much deeper level. Oh, absolutely, bro. Um, and like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say that like to be I'm fucking better than anybody because I don't feel like I am. But nah, I, we, I walked, kinda, we walked in fire together, bro. We definitely that's walked right. in fire. Yeah, we did. I mean, 2005. Uh, on tour with Fall Out Boy, we were direct support. You guys were opening up. I had mm-hmm. never heard of your band before. You were doing different shit and everything, but like you know, all this, like all, all the success you've had with like Bruno Mars and and those collaborations and huge, huge stuff. Like I feel like you down in Miami, like partying with Pitbull or whatever. Like I'm picturing. <laughs> I never had him, but I, I know where you go. <laughs> but I feel like you know, knowing where you came from and you rapping about uh, hot water music and jets to Brazil, uh, you know, in early gym class stuff, you come from a much different world than a lot of your mainstream peers, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and thank God I never bought into that shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, real talk, man. And, and when gym class started to take off, it was complete culture shock for me. You know what I'm saying? Like we come from the mud, you know what I mean? Fucking six dudes in a van. You know, in a, in a, in a, a double axle trailer. So actually a, a single axle trailer in the beginning, you know what I mean? You know how it goes. And, uh, you know, and then to have like, you know, all this, this, this success and all these accolades and whatnot, but it puts you, let's put it this way. Cause I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but it's not warp tour anymore. You know, once, once you're in right. that world and part of me, like in the beginning, I was like, anybody would be like, whoa, this shit, you know what I mean? Glitz, glam, all this shit. But like, in my heart, it was just like, like I, whenever I'd go out in LA, I, was, I just didn't feel like I, I was supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? Or like, for instance, I stayed with Pete from Fall Out Boy. I stayed at his, when, he, when he first moved out to LA. And I'm like, let me check it out. Let me, let me give it a chance. I stayed with him for a while, like a few months. And no matter like what party I was at or wherever the fuck we were at, I still felt like, I'm not supposed to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like that weird, like something that you would think would go away in those situations, but it never did for me. And my management tried to get me to move out there for years. And I, I just couldn't do it, bro. I could not do it to say, and, and, and I say to say this, I, I seen what LA has done to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, um, I, I agree. Just, you know, just, 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 uh, if you, if you were flying a wall, uh, you'd be running back, across the border like i jetted my ass right back to new york (laughs) i know it is funny though when you when you're in a place like la and you just like you're hanging out with a group or whatever and you realize like no one's actually from la (laughs) we're we're all from cold ass cities and and it's i don't know it's weird it's a it's kind of a city of pretenders you know and i feel like you sometimes can't shake that hey maybe i'm one of them look maybe no matter how mm-hmm. legit you you are in your art or your talent or your music sometimes like everyone everyone suffers from imposter syndrome you know um of of that i mean did that happen to you like did you just feel like i left before it did you know what i'm saying i took off before it did and <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and and and, and growing up like you know you always hear like you know, go to New York and live there one time, but leave before it makes you too rough or too tough and go to California and leave before it makes you too soft. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't even give it a chance to make me soft. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm out. Like, like I just knew, I just knew my feet uh, didn't fit the concrete there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and beyond that, like I was heavy in my, my rascal days back then. So I, I think, Bro, it, had I made the choice to move to LA, move to LA, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast with you right now. Like, real talk, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and, and I know there's been a lot of darkness, mm-hmm. and I want to get to all that. But let's let's start at the beginning. You're talking about growing up, obviously, you know, in a, a pretty small town between Buffalo and Rochester. You being a half black kid, mm-hmm. uh, getting into punk rock and the scene, uh, and you know, I, I think I read about you, you know, having to turn your cannibal corpse shirts inside out at school. So, you know, like, what was that like? Obviously, like, you probably felt pretty different then, but, you know, you, you ended up kind of combining your love of, of, I'll just call it rock music for, to be a little lame, but I'll, I'll say, I'll say punk rock. It's better. And, and, you know, and hip hop and everything. And you formed a band that at the time, like no one was, was really doing that. No, no. And we got fucking shitted on for it for a long time. But the thing is like, 
we never showed it. You know what I mean? Like, like for instance, like what the fuck are we doing on a bill with you guys? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like back then, it, it made no sense, but it made all the sense in the world. You know what I mean? And uh, um, that was one of the beauties, though, because like it one, it gave me tough skin. As I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the title right now, lead singer syndrome. It gave me it made me a better lead man. Like, like you know what I mean? Like taking all those fucking rotten flowers and tomatoes and taking them and like instead of throwing them back, like fuck it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna eat this motherfucker in front of you and enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, but like, it, it it definitely gave me tough skin not fitting in. You know what I'm saying? In in all through high school and, and even before high school, you know, I knew one being like six foot tall in fifth grade, you're already odd man out. You know what I mean? But uh, then being biracial, people expect you to to. I, I, it's so weird. I mean, you you know you know the 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 high school structure, everybody has their clicks, you know what I mean? And yeah. here, here I am, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this big store fucking thumb, but I embraced it. You know what I mean? I, I embraced the shit out of it. And, um, it, I just, it just seemed like too much work for me to, to try to be cool or try to, you know, like be a part of a click or, or, you know what I mean? I feel like, like misfits find each other, you know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah, that's how gym class heroes happened. A, a, a bunch of misfits found each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I, I was always just amazed. There was so much talent was found in that in that town. Like, I mean, like what a, what a group of musicians. I, I like. I remember, you know, not knowing who you were, and the first day on that tour, that Fall Out Boy tour. Yeah. Watching you guys sound check. You know, the opening band. <laughs> being like what? Like this band is so good, man. Like you got the best drummer, you got the best guitar player, like your bass players unreal. And then you've got this, like you, man, this like charismatic frontman that's like managed to blending, you know, blend these styles. It's like, this is, this is what the scene needs. And I guess that wasn't, you weren't always met with that acclaim, but you were, uh, but you were a band's band. Like bands always loved you guys. And, and you know, it's interesting. You, you talk about f- feeling you know, like you didn't fit in and whatever. And I think a lot of people feel that way or, you know, you didn't have to try to be cool, but dude, you're like so cool. Like anyway, and you didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> and, 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 and I tell kids this shit all the time. I tell kids shit though. I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Thank you, by the way, for the compliment. But, um, I tell kids this all the time. It's like when you're trying, people see it. You know what I mean? And prime example or uh, example I use a lot when, when people tell me I'm cool. <laughs> off guard uh, i used to get asked a lot you know like like who's your stylist you know like you must spend a lot of time like you know i'm like <laughs> i would never pay so- I've, I've been dressing myself since kindergarten why would i pay somebody now you know what i mean but like i i just i've always just been into comfort you know what i mean like as long as i'm comfortable i'm i'm, I'm in it but um Thank you for that compliment. You just made my whole day. <laughs> I didn't know it was that cool. Oh, but no, man. I, I hear you. Like I, you know, I hear you talk about how you're an introverted guy, you're a homebody, but man, you were always just so friendly to, to me and to the band, and we always hung out and we just talked like I would have never guessed that you had any kind of uh, you know, demons or depression or anxiety. And, you know, obviously like y- you've talked pretty candidly about your struggles with, with addiction and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was surprised when I heard all that stuff, you know, back in the day and, and I, I lost touch with you a little bit mm. and I was surprised and I was always like, man, that's just, he's just the best dude. And I, and it, it hurt me. Yeah, man. It, you, and you know, you know what that was, right? Shane? It, was, it was basically just fucking toxic masculinity. Like, I didn't want anybody that I, I, I saw, I saw my addiction and, right. um, one, that, that's one thing I, I mean, I don't pride myself on, but I know ne- I wasn't a social drug user or an addict. I wasn't, I was, it wasn't for fun. It wasn't like, you know, let's party, let's fucking do drugs. Right. I was embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like I, I was like, you know, this big dude, like how can you let some, how can you let a drug make you so weak? You know what I mean? And, and for me, that was the hardest part was like trying thinking I was keeping it from people, but it's hard to when you're drooling on yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like nodding out and shit. And, um, and I think, um, for the most part, for a long time, I think that I was such a functioning, functioning addict and, and not that, um, you know, me being genuine was due to drugs by any means. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty nice guy, but the last thing I wanted anybody to know or to think of me that I was, you know, a junkie or like, 
I, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't like couldn't do what I had fucking dreamt my entire life doing uh, without drugs. You know what I'm saying? And one thing I, I really, really, really do pride myself on is the fact I never really I glorified it. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like we're kind of coming out of the fog now in music, hip hop especially. Um, but I mean, in all in all in, in music in general, I feel like we're coming out of this druggy fog like where the past like five six seven years all anyone talks about is being fucked up or getting fucked up you know what i'm saying and where i just turned i just turned 40 man. like this shit i i didn't think i made the me too i didn't know i thought you were young, a bit younger than me i uh, are you are you 1981 81 yep yeah me too i'm also 81 that's what's up man yeah so like you so you get to a point and uh not to sound like an old man but like you just get to the point where it's like the fuck <laughs> what, what was I doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, yeah, I just totally lost my train of thought when we start started talking about being old. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I mean, you know, there's just the shift, and you know, obviously, like drugs, and and that was something that was uh, in your music, like big time. I mean, you you rapped about it, you sang about it, you you did, and you probably still will, and and you can't you can't just ignore that all of a sudden, like. And a lot of people struggle with it. And your music's meant a lot to people too that have gone through similar things that you have, right? Absolutely. And and, and, and the fact that, I, I mean, all I can do is speak on my experience and, and, you know, the fact that I made it through and a lot of people don't, you know what I mean? And if somebody hears one of our songs and decides not to fucking, you know, take the keys to a car after they had a few or fucking take that first, whatever, I feel like, I, I've, I've done something, you know what I mean? Like, like, uh, I, I just recently, I, I can't remember, maybe it was Toby from H2O. Um, I just did his podcast recently. Shout out to Toby, he's the man. Um, right on. Uh, I think it, it was him, and I think he asked me what he, what I wanted my legacy to be um, after I passed. And and it's something I never, you know, like, I don't walk around the house going, hmm, what's my legacy going to be? You know what I mean? Like, so, but it hit me. <laughs> I can picture Toby asking that question. It's a fucking intense question. Super intense, bro. <laughs> to look into the ca- and just look at the camera and, and say that it's like, oh, like I wouldn't know what to say, bro. I was like, uh, 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 I don't remember what I said, but I'm sure it was from the heart. But uh, <laughs> but like you know, like like looking back, it's like you know what we're just talking about. Like if if you know what I did in this lifetime could could help a few people man hopefully a lot more than a few um i'll be happy wherever i go next you know what i'm saying exactly man and like that's the thing like i think of you and and you know our our friendship going back so far and my legacy like my my personal mm-hmm. like my personal legacy of you if that means anything like your music's great and I, I'm a huge fan. I still put on oh, yeah. I still put on Paper Cut Chronicles, Thanks man. So I still put it on. It still sounds really good. Uh, you know, all these years later. But it's just your personality, man. I'll always that remember you remember you as just like a, a, an absolute sweetheart that wouldn't hurt a fly. You know, that's that's what I think of. And I remember we did this like one off show. I think it was in like Quebec City. Was it with Lincoln Park or am I am I mixing that up? I don't think it was Lincoln Park. I don't think it was Lincoln Park, but I think I think I know what you're talking about. Though. Stone Temple Pilots? I forget. I forget. We yeah, we did this. I'd have to look it up. It was we did this festival two years in a row, and one time it was with Lincoln Park. And but man, like, I saw it was like we never missed a beat, and, and like that's that's just sweet. And I, I know you're a real ass dude, man. Hey, and and that's um, you know, I, and I I think you can you can you can speak on this as well. Like, bro, I I, I wouldn't change the way we spent our fucking our days for the fucking world. I wouldn't change it for the world. You know what I mean? Like, like it takes some fucking true grit to, to, to do the shit we did, man. And, and, and like grind through what we, what, what, what we, you know, like, like all the, all the, yeah. Like, and it's so funny, like, bro, like <laughs> I'm, this may be geek squad or whatever, but I was, I, I just found this was maybe three or four months ago. I found a, I found a victory CD sample. I'm like, let me put this bitch in. I'm like, let me put this bitch in real quick. And bro, like you were talking about earlier, just memories. It's like, what the fuck? This is crazy. And uh, man, I'm just so happy to be here talking to you today, man. So happy. 
Yeah, man. No, it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I think back to those days when you were, you know, in the van and trailer, um, you know, you were kind of taken under Fall Out Boy's wing at a point where like Fall Out Boy hadn't even gotten that big yet. Like on the, this is what people don't remember. It was like, there was a time when Fall Out Boy was like a cool underground pop punk band from Chicago. Yeah, there was a time. There was a time. <laughs> there was a time. And, you know, we, we were on that tour and it was Fall Out Boy's like first big, bigger headline tour, but they were playing like thousand to fifteen hundred cap rooms. Um, we, we knew it was coming, Absolutely. but we didn't know it was coming like, like that. Like yeah. Pete Wentz is going to be this like tabloid guy. Like we didn't think it was. Bro, bro, imagine what that was like for me. You know, like like one of my best friends in the world comes like like just becomes a sex symbol out of nowhere and i'm like That's right you know what i mean he's like let's go to starbucks i'm like no because i know why we're going to starbucks because you know these motherfuckers are going to be out there with the cameras <laughs> you know what i mean like like it's it, it's such a it, it was such a paradox for me because i'm like it, it just happened right in front of my eyes you know what i mean but at the same time i'm happy it, it happened the way it did because we got to we got to sit back and kind of peep and learn what to and what not to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. there's no, there's no, there's no, uh, there's, there's really no, no manuscript that comes with that type of success. You know what I mean? Like, no, and, well, that, that, that's all right. That's right, man. There's no fucking playbook, uh, especially for a band like you guys. And that's what I'm, that's, I guess I'm, it's a, I'm a roundabout way to this question hmm. or statement. That's like, you couldn't have seen it coming, even though you're on like a, the, the Fall Out Boy label and there's a potential for things getting a little mainstream. Like when Keep It's Chokehold, you know, shot up the charts and you guys were getting radio success and then... Complete fluke. Complete, complete fluke. But um, <laughs> the best fluke in the fucking world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that paved the way for everything you guys did and your solo career and everything. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, you, you you clearly seems like you weren't really ready for it. Shit, bro. I'm, <laughs> uh, it, it was. I mean, I was I was having anxiety seeing what the fuck Fall Out Boy was dealing with. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> when it hit us, I'm like, shit, here we go. But like, like you know, like you said, you know, Fall Out Boy, they they did take us under under their wing, and we were kind of like they're uh, like adopted Asian baby. You know what I mean? Like, they're like, look at like, look at our cute little baby. But I don't think anybody at the labor management knew what the fuck was going to happen with gym class heroes. You know what I mean? I don't think we knew, but I, I knew what the fuck I wanted to do with the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years of my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And, um, so when shit hit the fan, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, bro, like, like going back to the, the weird fucking, awkward introverted high school kid now all of a sudden you know there's girls in the picture just throwing themselves at you you know that will never give you the time of day um you know, there's so much shit you know yes men everywhere like what do you need i got this i got this uh you know what I mean? it's just, it's just <clears throat> if you don't keep your fucking you remember that movie uh what's that movie it was roddy roddy piper uh he wears the glasses and he can see like the fucking the 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 reptilian people and then when he takes them off Everybody looks normal. You know what I'm talking about? No, there, I didn't know Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper was an um, actor. That's insane, <laughs> bro. He's. I think he, was, he might have maybe maybe one or two movies, but one of them was called uh, They Live, and it's it's kind of like this, like this crazy Orwellian. Yo, like, bro, like, just promise me you'll watch it. Okay, I'll just give you the gist. So he has he, he he's giving the, these special glasses. Basically, reptilians have taken over the world, and you can't you can't see them because they're shapeshifters. You know what I mean? And somehow he gets this—I can't remember because it's an old '80s movie. But he gets these glasses, and when he puts them on, he can see the reptilians. But also, all the billboards in like LA, instead of saying "drink coke," when he puts the glasses on, it says "consume" or like "buy this" or like uh, "watch television." You know what I mean? Like complete, total 1984. But um, what the hell was my point? <laughs> Well, I think that that was how you, you felt, you felt like that, like with all the like, yes, men and, and like these women coming out of the woodwork and you're like, wait a second, where's my Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy Piper glasses. Exactly. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful my dad gave those to me, uh, as a gift when I was very, very young. So, I, so like, not, not that I, I judge anyone, but I, I'd like to think I'm a, a pretty good judge of character and, and, and set boundaries, you know, 
to keep the people I don't want want around me away from me very nicely, you know. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. No. I'm. I'm. I'm found it. I found it right here. They live. Yes. Man, the movie. The movie poster is sick. Oh, it's John Carpenter. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And that's where Shepard Shepard Fairey, uh, the guy that did the giant shit, he got he got that whole concept from that movie, like all the billboards and shit. You know what I mean? Like consumerism. Yes, bring it up. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. There you go. Yeah, I, I got the tools here. Yeah, you, everyone can see this on Twitch. Bro, promise me you will watch that movie. You have, to. dude. I want like just looking at the the poster. That is so good. It'll blow your mind. And yo, Roddy didn't do too bad. Not not the best actor in the world, but he didn't do so bad, bro. Oh, I love it, man. That's that's great. No, I, I have to watch. I, and I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked. I haven't heard of it because like that's that's my time period. You know. Man, bro, the quintessential eighty movie. Yeah, that's like some. That was before like QAnon and all that shit. Like this is some real conspiracy theory type shit. You know what I mean? Like in eighty, in eighty, eighty five, eighty six. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Oh fuck, that's that's wild. Well, look, man, you're back. You got new shit out right now. Um, that's why you're here. I'm not gonna not talk about that. Well, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to. Talk to my pal. I've been fucking here talk to in a while. Let's get let's let's be really. Uh, well, all right, yeah, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> well, the, you know the the new song, um, the new video, um, a spoonful of cinnamon. Man, this is um, it's a super intense piece. It's dark. It's sad. It's also important. You know, uh, it's a statement. Yeah, and, and I, I wanted more than anything. I want. As, as dark and sad as, as it is and as dark and sad as, you know, last year was for me. Um, and this song is, is under, literally just me holding up a mirror to my last year, you know, and, and, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Um, but I'd like to think that it's, it's, it's hopeful as well. You know what I mean? And well, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful. I, I know like a beautiful tribute to, the, the people you've lost and it's it's kind of the the sort of song that it, the, the music there's a in the music and the lyrics and the video don't really display this but the music has a kind of a cheerful element to it like there's an element of hope yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's like you can't you can't really put your finger on it. you're like should i be smiling or or, or you know what I mean? like, should i be just taking this in or like <laughs> my friend it's funny like like i use my friends to gauge music like whenever i make music i'm I hit up a friend or if I have friends around, like what, you know, like I, I just, I don't say a word. I gauge them. And it's funny. Cause when I played that, when I played cinnamon for a few of my friends, they were looking at each other like, is that right to bob my head to this? I'm like, of course. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Well, it's, it's, it, I mean, obviously like, you know, in a way, sometimes music finds you more than you find music when you're writing. Do you know what I mean? And you can't always control what is going to come out. And obviously, this is something that you you needed to express. Oh man, it was it was so cathartic, so cathartic. Right, right. But as a first, like as a thing back now, it's it's like it's setting sort of an ominous tone. Um, but I mean, I I expect there's going to be some more music coming. Um, and wh- what are you working on? What's it going to sound like? So, so, the, so the album's done. The album's done. I'm 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 sitting happy right now. You know, this, 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 is the, this is the fun part. You know what I mean? So so um, we dropped a uh, spoonful of cinnamon this summer. We actually I just dropped uh, our new video about two a few weeks ago um, for a new song called "Love Me Back to Life." But back to uh, spoonful of cinnamon. Um, yeah, that you know, like I felt like like this urgency to, to, to get that, that song out in particular, you know what I mean? Like coming back from, uh, you know, after losing both my grandparents, after meeting, meeting them for the first time, you know what I mean? Like last year, like it, it like the song, like you said, it, it practically wrote itself, you know what I mean? And, and, um, wait, wait a second. Sorry. Did you say you met them for the first time? I met them for the first time, both, for, both for the first time last year and they both passed last year like it, oh it was my God, man it was intense uh a few months uh, apart actually um i lost my nana first and then uh my papa passed a, a few months after it was, it was outrageous i mean it, it was left and right bro I, oh, man. I can't even count how many fucking funerals i went to last year man um <sighs> sorry man yeah yeah fucking bummer man a bummer but 
Yeah, man. Like, like it's 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 a, it's a long it's a long story, and I, I won't I won't I won't draw it out. But um, yeah, I never met my mother's father, and it was his uh, 80th birthday, and I was like, you know, and and he had for years, you know, like like told my mom like I really want to meet him, I really want you know, and and I'm like 80 is a big one, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, let me let me sneak up on him and. Um, I'll never forget, man. The first, the my first night there, it was pre- it was pre- pretty emotional. And uh, my nana was like, he's been up all night pacing, like, you, and, and saying, you think he's gonna like me? You think he's gonna like me? And and it, yeah, it was it, it was tough, man. But I I, I know for a fact now uh, where I get my fucking my big heart from. You know what I mean? For sure, like absolutely, absolutely. One of the, the kindest fucking, I mean, he was, he was a sheriff. Like, I, man, he, I, he fucking photo albums for, for days. You know what I mean? Like he gave me the whole spiel in a couple of weeks, you know? And, and, um, he was a sheriff for years. He got shot. He was a gangster, man. Like he was, he was messing with like one of the neighbors, <laughs> neighbors wives or some shit in the neighbor's shop. <laughs> oh my God. He was a whole gangster. Shout out to my grandpa, man. <laughs> Holy. Well, that, that mean you bring up, police like in your video obviously like you know you're on the ground with a knee to your neck um which obviously everyone knows that reference absolutely i would hope so for you as you know a a person of color to film that and to put yourself in in george floyd's shoes and i mean man it was it was to, to say the least it was it was a very 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 awkward set after we shot shot that and it, it was a good i can't imagine being the cop that has to play that role and oh, and, and uh and shout out to him as well uh his, he was actually a really 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 great dude he was from sicily and and you, you actually let me start by saying this do you know how many cop how many actors turned down that shit like bro oh come took, on sure. it took us like like up until the very like like the night before to find three guys to play nobody wanted nobody wanted to touch it you know what i mean and for me, um, uh, bringing light to that situation, not that not anyone needed me to bring light to you know, you know, to what happened to George Floyd, but, um, I feel like, like, you know, uh, coinciding with the song and race aside, politics aside, police aside, I feel like that knee on my neck was a metaphor for 2020. You know what I mean? And, and right. I feel like everybody felt that pressure. You know what I'm saying? And visually, it, 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 it I feel like, I think, I, th- I think a lot of people may, not even just the cops, not the people that, want, that were supposed to play the cops, I think a lot of people were scared to, to really visually speak on it or talk about it. You know what I mean? And I, I remember bringing it to, I remember, I, I, wrote, I wrote the uh, the the whole script for the video and, and um, I had a few other ideas that may may have been a little more, a little, or, way, or actually not a little, way more intense uh, than the last cut. But oh wow, okay, it's hard to imagine more intense than that video. Yeah, bro. So, but the the hard, hardest part for me was was cutting that scene and looking up and, and seeing my fiance crying. You know what I mean? Like, and I think in that moment we both knew that this shit could really happen. You know what I'm saying? And like she could be on the sideline sidelines at any moment helpless as fuck while I'm getting murdered. You know what I mean? And, and that shit, that moment we locked eyes. I was like, Holy fuck. Like this shit just got real, real, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, I think we should, we, that, that shot, I think we got it the first time, but it took a good, I think it was about 45 minutes, um, with me, with the knee on my neck and shit. But, uh, I, I don't think there was a dry eye, uh, after that shit man and right um i'm getting i'm choked up thinking about it um yeah well i mean i and i know i know dale restigini rage uh and that he did he, that's a he did awesome um work on that he actually directed the our video for my heroin um <laughs> and you know what that and, and and rage rage brings you guys up all the fucking really? guys swimming to go swimming to go and a matter of fact, when I found that when I found that CD, I, I was like, I thought of Rage too. <laughs> like I thought about you guys, and I thought of Rage. Like, wow, bro, he shows he, he shows it to everybody. Everybody he he pitches video to, videos to, he shows it to. I I shit you not. 
to this day. We we were when we did that video. I'm surprised he remembers it because I barely remember. We 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 did something really stupid. Like we we had to we did a show the night before. It was so such stupid planning, and we we did a show and it went kind of late. It was like three hours away from where we were filming the video. And then we had to start shooting the video at like seven the next morning. God damn. And we were just like total mess, like messes. But um, uh, I'm sure. Hey, that's that commitment though. That's that commitment juice. I didn't did Dale do the uh, uh I'm in love with the co- the cocoa video too? Yeah, I, yo, he's done a lot of shit, man. I wouldn't I would not put it past him. I'm in love with the cocoa. I wouldn't put it past him. He's done a lot of shit. I know he's done shit for Soldier Boy, like He's done, he's, done a, he's, done a, he's done a couple gym class videos, um, but uh, yeah, man, he did the cookie jar video, and we got, man, that was fun. Actually, we shot two videos in one day with Rage. He's, he don't fuck around, man. He's straight to the point. Yeah, he, he's, I always feel like he's the kind of guy that you, you, oh, he doesn't make your video, you make his video, <laughs> you know? And I, I, I sometimes, I like, a, I like a director that's like going to tell me what to do. Like, please tell me if what I'm doing looks stupid. Okay. For real. You need that sometimes. You need, like, and you know me, I, I pull faces on stage all day. I'm like, yo, if I look dumb, please like, tap soul. Trav, not this time, not this time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, well, man, everybody should check out the video. Um, you're going to feel something. That's for sure. A spoonful of cinnamon. Great title too. Um, so record coming out. I don't know what you can talk about because I don't think it's been officially, you know, announced or whatever. No, no, we're gonna we're gonna do that with the next joint. But 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 the album is coming. Um, shout out to Hopeless Records. You know what I mean for uh, you know what I'm saying being as awesome as they are and um, and having faith in this record. Like, bro, I, I, Shane, I can't tell you how excited I am for to 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 like let the world hold this baby for a little while. You know what I mean. Until the next, but uh, yeah, man, it's gonna it's gonna be a a great upcoming few months, man. A great upcoming few months, to say the least. Absolutely. So, like, what's yeah? So, what's the plan personally with you? Like, obviously, you're you're back on the horse here. I know you're not a huge like want to go on tour guy. Oh no, bro! I've, I've been. Are you kidding me? I'm going crazy in this fucking house. Like, like, like pandemic. Like, like you know, being stuck in the house. Like. Here's the thing, we both know touring's a love-hate thing. You know what I mean? Like, fucking three months into the tour, you're like, ah, I need to get home, fuck this shit. A week and a half of being home, you're like, ah, I need to get back on the road, you know what I'm saying? So my, it's been, it's been, you know, I, I did a couple one-offs last year, or, or actually right before the pandemic. So it's been, it's been a good, aside from those one-offs, a good eight, eight years, bro, eight, nine years. So I'm, it's, I'm ready to go. I'm revved up. I'm revved up. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I love it. I love it, man. Well, I I want to open the um, I want to open the the chat here for anybody that has a question for for Travi before uh, before I let you go. What up? Um, what do you listen to these days, man? Like, I, I I always wanted to ask you that question. I know it's kind of a generic question, but just as a guy that comes from so many worlds, what's like really inspiring you or or making you excited um and you can say anything from the latest greatest thing to f- freaking old hardcore i don't know like what you're as far as inspiration goes like when i'm when i'm writing i try not to listen to a lot of new stuff you know what i mean um mm-hmm. but the record's been done for a minute so i've just been like digging you know i'm i'm a nostalgia junkie you know what i mean so i like i go for my old show. i got i collect i got tons of vinyl um I, I recently just got back. Are you are you are you are you familiar with uh, uh Richard Swift? Richard Swift? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I am. No. Yeah, he 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 he, he passed away a couple years a few years back. But he he used to tour with the Black Keys, and uh, he he do, he he does a lot of he, he did uh, he actually put a, a record out after, posthumously, um, and it's called the Hex and man. I, I can't get over that record. Um, so so Richard Swift, uh, Polyphia. I'm, I'm not sure if you're up on Polyphia, but yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Polyphia. Sure, I, I love those dudes to death. Um, but uh, as of late, um, you know what I you know what I do? It's crazy. Lately, I I I'm I've been obsessed with with YouTube thanks to COVID. Um, I was never really 
heavy on YouTube, but now I'm like, <laughs> what's recently added? What's recently added? But I got addicted to at nighttime, um, smoking a little something and putting on lo-fi hip hop beats. And there's bro, there's like millions in hours and hours and hours. And I get the best sleep ever. But I also wake up feeling like I need to make music. You know what I mean? So, it's like a twofer. It's like a right, twofer. That's good. Know? Yeah. But um, yeah, man, there's, there's, yeah. there's, I love it. There's not a lot, uh, like, and, and, and it's sad to say that there's not really a lot that's amusing me at the moment. Um, but who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Like, but, um, I will say the fucking new turnstile record is fucking insane. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, it is. Shout out to those guys for making a fucking hell of an album. And I just picked up the 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 new uh, the the deluxe Run the Jewels, which I've been given a listen. Yeah, I, I I know that record back and forth, but uh, I love having the instrumentals to any record just so I can talk my shit over them. You know what I'm saying? Cool. No, no, I love that too. That's that's one of your many skills. Uh, when you talk about like all this this different music, and it's, it, I feel like your your musical taste and knowledge is so much deeper than a lot of the you know more mainstream people you've collaborated with. Is that ever a roadblock? Like, are you ever hanging out with Bruno Mars and you're like, so like, you know that, you know that like one breakdown on, uh, uh, that every time I die record. And he's like, no, <laughs> here's, here's the thing. Bruno's a bad example. Cause Bruno might play it for you. Like that motherfucker is a walking jukebox. And if he doesn't know it, give him seven seconds of it. And he'll play you the entire fucking song. Insane. That's cool. Like that's how he's, he's yeah, bad example, but I know I, I, I hear where you're coming from. I, I feel like, um, I just always sought the knowledge. You know what I mean? I feel like, I don't want to say that, that, um, we become lazy because of the internet, but I was the dude at, at a, young, a very young age that would buy an album because the record, because the, the, the cover looked cool. I still romanticize about those days when, you know, walking home from the record store, looking at the credits and, and, you know, seeing who produced what or who wrote what. And, and that shit is like, it's, it's almost gone, man. And, and it is, man. Yeah. The, the whole idea of, of even album artwork, like obviously like sure a cover is important, always has been, but you know, we used to put records together. We were thinking like, okay, what's page six in the booklet going to be like, and now like, who cares what, what, you know, about that shit. I used to spend a week and a half of my thank yous. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't forget nobody or it's my ass. You know what I mean? But um, it's, it's, man, I, and there's there's actually a, a documentary. Um, it, I think it's some, some, something along the lines of the long lost art of the album cover. And I think I might watch it tonight. But um, I got a bunch of books, coffee table books on, you know, old, super psychedelic looking jazz records. It's just literally all album covers. Like, and, uh, speaking of album covers, my man, Mike Fudge, uh, shout out to Mike Fudge. He, he did, uh, the album cover for my new album. And you guys are going to be fucking stoked. Cause, uh, I mean, I've been wanting to work with Mike for a long time. And, uh, I think, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I know for a fact, like he, he hit it right on the head and all, all the artwork and all the merch, they're all going to be, combined but um we're gonna push it a little further with this, this artwork because it's too good it's it's too good absolutely man no um i love it and the new album will be announced at some point okay so look out for that uh i know you can't spill the beans right at this moment but it's coming i like that at least you're telling me that much absolutely man i never see you wrong never see you wrong. <laughs> and i'm just looking here at the chat for some for some questions this uh the rye hill shy bulls uh, shout out to shout out to Michael Jordan. Uh, he is asking about crab apple kids. He wants to flex on your old stuff. I think. Oh shit! That's crazy. So crab apple kids was a song on uh, one of the first EPs we ever did, Greasy Kids stuff. And crab crab apple kids. Um, that was basically and still is my my crew. You know what I mean? All the kids I my my A one day ones. All the kids I grew up with. All the kids I got into a ton of mischief with. All the kids I wrote graffiti all over the United States with, you know what I mean? Like a bunch of a bunch of Randy pirates we are we are, I tell you. <laughs> Love it. And the other thing he asks, and I, I wanna know this question. I, I meant to ask it earlier on and somehow got lost in the shuffle. Getting signed to Fueled by Ramen, um 
how did that exactly happen? And did you know at the time that Fueled by Ramen was going to kind of take you to any mainstream level? Because you must have known Fueled by Ramen more from putting out... Less than J. Less than J. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, like boy, yeah. ska records and shit. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, so our main objective with any label... And, um, you know, we, and, and, and this is still back in the days of fucking burning CDs and sending them out and hoping to get, you know what I mean? An email back or, or whatever. Like, I mean, we, we, we were, we were privy to, to fuel by ramen. And, and, and like I said, we our, our main objective, or I, I didn't say it yet, but our main object, objective was we want a fucking van, a trailer and a booking agent. You know what I mean? Like that was, that was it. That was it. Yeah, in advance would be cool, but if not, just get us a nicer van. You know what I'm saying? Simple dudes, simple dudes. And um, so you know, we 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 started hanging with Fall Out Boy, and 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 you know, they were really stoked on with Taxi Driver, us giving us giving giving them a shout out on that. And Matt and I, Matt Jim Class, Matt and I went and saw Fall Out Boy for the first time in Buffalo years and years, uh, a couple years before we were like like that, you know, and um not to take forever to answer this question, but I remember going to see them in Buffalo and I'll never forget because it was a day that Ray Charles died and Patrick was in the dressing room crying. And I knew that, I knew from that moment, um, not only was a, he a big pussy, but he had a huge heart. <laughs> and I never stopped loving him from that day forth. I swear, I was like, who, what, what? Like this little white kid's in the, in the dressing room crying because Ray Charles died. Like, I, like I wanted to just hold him, you know what I mean? But anyways, back to my, back to, so, but that was my first time seeing a crowd hang on to every single, I mean, I, I grew, grew up going to hardcore shows and leaving without being able to talk. You know what I mean? But like, I mean, it was, it, to me, and it was a small show in Buffalo, but like, to me, it was like watching how people reacted to Michael Jackson in those old videos. You know what I mean? Like these kids were holding on to every fucking word. And I looked at Matt and I was like, yo, that's what I want. You know what I mean? And so the more we started talking, with uh, Pete, um, we got introduced to Crush Management and decided to rock with Crush. And then when it came down to the label thing, um, we had started talking to John Janet. And um, initially, they, they printed up some EPs for us. To We, we, had, we had already booked a, a small tour for ourselves. They uh, printed up some, some, uh, some, uh, some of our EPs so we could make a little money on tour and shit. And then they put us on tour with Less Than Jake. That was like our first like official Fueled by Ramen tour. And you know, Less Than Jake tip fans don't fuck with nobody but Less Than Jake. You know what I mean? I learned that. I learned that the first couple shows. But I, I, I just I, I rolled with it and had fun with it. Like you know, every other show that we weren't necessarily you know like fit to be on the bill for. And um, yeah, man, that's when I met Vinny and and you know and it was just like. But as far as us being us streamed to Atlantic, I had no idea that was part of the part of the, part of the deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I didn't think you did, but I do. I saw that question there, and I, I kind of wondered because it was it was unlikely success that was a beautiful thing, and I'm I'm so proud that to see. I was so proud of you guys to see that, and that means a lot. Man. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I remember a couple years after you guys were in Las Vegas for the like MVAs. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and fall Up boy had a, uh, like a party at the top of the palms. Yes. Yes. Oh, what a easy. Dude. And, uh, I, I was, I was downstairs trying to get, trying to get in. <laughs> and of course, uh, it was, I can't remember who it was from your band. Uh, one of you guys came down and like got me in and, and he said like, as I was getting taken to the crowd of like, you know, MVA people in Las Vegas at the Palms. Uh, the uh, he turned out. Uh, fuck! It was um. Oh God! I forget his name. You know the, the flag guy. Oh, the Jesus! The Jesus! The Jesus! Of course, the Jesus. Yeah. Um. And uh, he 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 turned to the to the uh, security and went, "What the fuck? You don't know who this is?" <laughs> and, and yo, that's that's the Jesus' signature fucking move, and it works every time. Yo, with that big Bronx accent. It works every fucking time. <laughs> and, and I was like, this is great because I would never have, I can, I can, I will never say that. But if somebody says it for me, all right. That's why everybody needs a to Jesus in their life, man. <laughs> everybody needs a to Jesus in their life. 
That's amazing. Man. Oh man. But yeah, no, like I remember that day and, and just hanging out with everybody and being like, man, this is just crazy to, to see these. It was nutty. Yeah. We, we, we won best new artists that year, man. That was intense. Super fucking intense. Yeah. Man. Well, hey, it's so good to have you back. Travi, thank you for taking the time. Thanks to everybody here on Twitch and, and everybody listening on the podcast. And, uh, uh, anything else to tell the people, man, before I let you go? Um, Hey, Make sure you go peep the new Dave Chappelle. I watched it this morning. It's out fucking outrageous. Outrageous. But uh, beyond that, hey, be well. Love each other. I was trying to act like my computer was cutting out, but I was really stuttering. (laughs) (laughs) Keep each other safe. And uh, man, thanks for hanging out with me and Shane. And Shane, thank you for having me on the show, man. Travi, man. Of course, man. Keep in touch. Always, always. Big love. All the best, man. Easy. Peace and love. See you later. So there it is with one of the best, Mr. Travi McCoy. We did that live on Twitch. So make sure you don't miss all the great stuff that I'm doing on Twitch. Head over there, twitch.tv slash Shane Told and give me a follow. You never know who is going to come up and it's great because people can interact. So it's a lot of fun. I want to thank Travi so much for taking the time and I want to congratulate him on all of his new music. Some of it's out now. More of it is coming out real soon. You don't want to miss it. He is one of the best lyricists in the game and a real ass dude. All right, next week, I will be back with another singer in a Different world than the last three. Mr. Landon Tours is back on the show, of course, from the plot in you. We're about to hit the road together. So I thought it would be a good idea to pick his brain about their new album and how we're both feeling about getting back on the road. So don't miss that one. Anyway, I will leave you with a tune. Here it is, the song we spoke of. Go watch the video too. Very heavy, but very important. A spoonful of cinnamon. Travi McCoy on Lead Singer Syndrome. Peace and love. See you next week. The day the Lord took my best friend from me And I kind of find it funny But not really though I should have been six feet twenty years ago I'll never forget all the laughs we had In the hoopty whipping through the country He had a way of making cloudy days sunny But what I miss most was when he would sun me Like Travi, do this if you love me I love you, Bob Too old, too old So long to of Georgia to meet my papa and my nana, the family of my mama. All my life I was scared, he never cared for me because my father was black, he couldn't handle that. I could see his shadow in the doorway next to the wind chime. That's poetic justice cause it looked just the same as mine. Then he apologized for lost time and then I lost them both and damn near lost my mind.
think I had season tickets to funerals I'm so sick of seeing rest in peace t-shirts I swear I prayed so many prayers my fucking knees hurt And COVID got us all stuck in the house like mousetrap And ain't no telling when the hell we done to bounce back Plus it's open season on the melon and incline We all had shitty years, thanks for hearing mine Over again, over again